Well, we all know that Satoshi Nakamoto is not Japanese, though. We know that it's Craig Wright. So that's probably why we missed that. I mean, that's what Craig Wright wants you to think. <laughs> Welcome to the Crypto Basic Podcast. My name is Michael Lockie. I am joined today by one of my co-hosts, Brent Philbin. What's up? What's up? All right, today is going to be a 101 on Doge, Dogecoin, the community-driven coin, uh, the life of the party, the meme especial. Uh, and for those of you that are unfamiliar, we like to try to make our 101s uh, very easy to listen to at any time, any order. You pick a topic and the 101s are going to get you covered from the ground up. And today we chose Doge and let's get started, Blent. What are our biases going in? Much non-bias, no doge, need info. <laughs> Was that also in haiku? So I did not own any doge, but I found out that there's a very specific dialect. If you're going to talk about doge or you're going to talk in the doge community, you have to kind of <laughs> speak very specifically. And I'll explain that in a second. But. I did not own any Doge. I never owned any Doge. I never planned to own any Doge. It's an interesting thing to watch from the outside. Uh, my biases are I have owned Doge at one point, and <laughs> the reason was I actually have a good reason. At the time, going from Bittrex to another exchange, I'm trying to remember which one, Cryptopia maybe. Yeah, Cryptopia uh -huh. to Bittrex is what it was. The, the transfer fees in Doge were relevantly less than Litecoin at the time. And I was able to take a 10 cent transaction and make it a one cent transaction or something along those lines. There you go. There you go. Doge is a means of value transfer. Look at that. Uh, and I think the, the Shiba Inu is an adorable dog. Yes. <laughs> I agree with that statement. <laughs> so, so with all that in mind, like all of our 101s on a specific project, let's move on to the company's vision. Brent, what was the vision and the design of Doge? Uh, it's literally a joke. There's no white paper. Um, the, it was created as a joke coin that would appeal to the masses instead of Bitcoin at the time. There was a meme that was super popular at the time that has the Shiba Inu in it where it was just like the internal dialogue of the dog, right? So that's why all the Doge community talks like, Mm, much wow yes coin moon like they it's like the dog talks to itself but the dog apparently is unable to form sentences as well so so the the, the dog meme you've seen it before there's like it's multicolored in like comic sans and and uh yeah the dog like says stuff to itself and it's got like this face so uh they made it with a huge supply of coins so that it would be easier to understand the value of like how much one doge is versus how much one bitcoin is and that's that was our vision. That was it. All right. Let's keep it simple. No problem there. So, uh, and I think this is going to be a bit of an interesting section. So let's get into the history of this. Where did it come from? How did we get here? Where did it come from? What's going on here? Yeah. So I think the, the, this would have, this should have been a coin that we brought Kareem in to do the research on. I think I did an okay job, but the, the history of Doge is a lot more interesting than what Doge is itself. So, it was created by a couple of guys named Billy Marcus and Jackson Palmer, and they have collectively become known as Shibatoshi Nakamoto, <laughs> not, uh, or maybe Nakamoto Doge or something. I don't know. Anyway, 
it, it was created by them because they basically said we should make a joke. Uh, it was created in 2013, so this is a very old cryptocurrency as far as like you know cryptocurrencies go. This is this is up there. Um, they named it that because of like I said that meme that was uh, that was popular at the time, and they kind of were doing this almost satirically. It was like they were good enough to program, but they also didn't necessarily think that Bitcoin needed to be gaining like value and all this stuff. So they kind of, if I understand it correctly, they kind of did this as not only a joke, but like satire on the entire community. It had a pretty tumultuous like first launch. So it was a fork of a coin called Lucky Coin. And Lucky Coin was based off of originally Litecoin, which was obviously originally Bitcoin. So it, it it's a Bitcoin fork at its core. But the first month, it had its, in 72 hours, it had its value jump 300%. Three days later, it lost 80% of its value because mining pools switched over and started like messing around with it and people weren't all right with that. Uh, and then three weeks after its first launch on Christmas Day, 3 million Doge, uh, which wasn't actually that much money, were stolen during a hack of the Doge wallet. So in the first community-driven project of many. Doge ends up being a very community-driven coin in the end. They had Save Dogemus happen. Uh, it was the initiative that happened to kind of fix the hack. And every single coin that was lost by members who were using those who were using the Doge wallet was replaced by the community. So quick question, quick question here. So was it a single wallet or a collection of wallets that were hacked? No, it was just the wallet uh, software itself was hacked, so they got it from a bunch of different people. Uh, whoever oh, was using that's that a lot wallet. more interesting. I understood the story to be there was maybe like one large piece that was taken, but it was actually the it was so it was, it was hacked from the back end, and they were able to access all of the wallets. Yeah, something like that. I, I didn't go too far into how the hack worked, but uh, if I understood it, sure. it was a lot of different uh, a lot of different addresses that were affected, and it was all addresses that were using this particular wallet. So the uh, this wallet had some sort of a a backdoor into getting the private keys or something like that. Um, well, I mean, that is a very interesting story. Just the fact that you could get people all within the same, you know, tribe, quote unquote, together to replace something from one of their members. That's very, yeah, or a whole collection Every of their members. Very I mean, that hasn't happened with any of the other hacks. Like a lot of the other hacks are just kind of screwed. Um, this one, literally every coin was replaced and, uh, by, you know, the people who had more of the coin, they were just like, no, we donated. So it was the first like philanthropic thing that, that Doge did. And Doge really becomes this like, like it's, it's a meme coin, but it's also a coin that does a lot of like donating to different causes and things like that. And they also are really being kept alive, especially by tipping, like tipping in the forums like Reddit or 4chan is uh, like one of the primary use cases almost of Doge. So um, what some of the other things that they've done over their history. In 2014, the Jamaican bobsled team qualified for the Sochi Olympics, but they couldn't afford to go. Like the team got there, like cool runnings is happening again. I don't know how they couldn't afford to go, but they couldn't. I mean, I, I'm, obviously they just like didn't have any money, but I'm surprised that like with cool runnings being a thing that they couldn't just like have signed a deal with somebody. Yeah, that's a Kickstarter. It's easy Easy yeah. solution. But no, Doge fucking was like, no, fuck that. We we are going to get these people. We're doing it. So Doge raised $50,000 to give the Jamaican bobsled team to go to the Olympics. 
in Doge. So they they actually did that. They also helped another athlete. Um, uh, they're named uh, Shiva Keshavan. And maybe because the first name sounds kind of like Shiba Inu, I don't know. I, I, I didn't look into why they helped that particular athlete, but they yeah, that, raised that was what it. That's what it seemed like to me. That was the correlation I was drawing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they, they so they got a couple people into the Sochi Olympics, which is really sweet, especially because like I know Olympic athletes kind of like can't get paid or something. If you become paid, then you're not like an Olympic athlete or whatever. I, I don't really know the exact. Uh, it's extremely centralized and sketch. Yes, very centralized. We can just leave it at that. In 2000, uh, it, also in 2014, they managed to sponsor a NASCAR car uh, that was driven by John Wise, um, who was also, I think, sponsored by Reddit at the time. So he had like a paint job on his car that had the the Shiba Inu for Doge and like also like the Reddit colors in the car. So. Um, <laughs> And he was trying to quote. That's such an interesting target audience yeah. to, to market to. I'm so fascinated by the decisions and there. And the community was so proud of the fact that, like, when they focused on him for a couple of minutes and they explained, like, what Dogecoin was and, like, why it, what it was doing, it was kind of cool. It was good exposure for the Doge community. And uh, they even were able to beat out Danica Patrick in this, like, vote to get qualified for a certain circuit. Where, like, neither one of them had qualified based on merit, but, like, you could get a community vote and get voted in, which, like, Danica Patrick would almost always win because she's, like, the only person other than, like, some dead people that I know in NASCAR, right? Right. And, and like, so you would just assume she would always win something like that. If I if I know her name, then definitely the people who are voting here are going to vote for her. Nope. The Doge community got together and was able to oust her and get their boy, John Wise, in there, and he got to race in that circuit because of the Doge community. Wow. Uh, that car has since been retired, but the, uh, that was like a cool little thing they did. Um, so they started to get like a reputation as a charity coin. So I didn't look too much into these other charities, but here are some of the other ones that, uh, they were able to take part in. They did Doge for Kids, which is, uh, providing service dogs to children. Uh, Doge for Water, providing clean and safe water to those without it. They sent a bunch of bug nets, uh, to fight malaria. Uh, it and they also gave a bunch of milk to underage or underage underprivileged kids in Brazil, and they had the, and the shady Doge giving <laughs> that milk to those underage kids. Yeah, want some milk? <laughs> you know, hey, you know, crypto is only used to buy drugs, yeah. right? It's for criminals, drugs only, and so. milk. Um, and then they also gave homeless people socks in L.A. So. Those are that's all. That's a lot of the things that I was able to find for the. I mean, those are way more practical use cases than a significant portion of the crypto space is provided. Yeah, yeah. Being being part of a philanthropy community is very big. So, uh, I I also found out there was a second Doge car at some point in Australia. There, I posted like some questions that I had in the Doge forum, which I was scared to do because I wasn't speaking Doge speak. So I assumed they would kind of like tell me to fuck off, but they didn't. They answered me, and. Uh, they, there was a second car that doesn't get a whole lot of uh, uh, a whole lot of love, but it's it's also retired. It was in Australia. So more on their kind of history. They started to get that reputation as a charity coin, like I said. But then in January 2015, Jackson Palmer left Doge, uh, and there hasn't been a single commit to. Well, there there hasn't been a single change to the code since then. There's been a commit to the GitHub in January of 2018, but that was it. Uh, basically like nobody has changed it since he left and the community just has like a really bad, uh, like idea on forks. Like they don't want to fork at all. I, 
I had asked the community like why, and uh, they they basically said it's not broke, so we're not going to fix it. We're not going to do all the things that Bitcoin was doing. So recently, I think Jackson has started to get more involved in the crypto space as a whole and with the Doge community again. They've decided to make a bridge to Ethereum. If it happens and completes, they're basically going to link the two blockchains in such a way that um, you can use uh, Doge on either one. And it'll be the first example of a of like one of the Litecoin, Bitcoin, blockchain style coins being able to basically be used on the Ethereum network. So that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just going to stop you right there because if, if they find a way to be able to bridge the two blockchains in a way that they can interact seamlessly together, that would be an absolutely groundbreaking move in this space. I I think that's like <laughs> I don't want I don't want to just gloss by that and not have the listeners understand like how big I think that, that would be. Yeah, that that would be really good to have a sidechain that could really manipulate uh, a real uh, a chain somewhere else. So there is you know, it's not done yet, but it, it I I made a video where I was just making fun of the fact that like crypto YouTubers will just go read coin market cap and I was reading down coin market cap making jokes and I break character when I get to doge because everything else was like you know plus five percent minus five percent minus two percent I get the doge and it's plus like 50 percent and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> I, I just completely break character I'm like no seriously what is going on with doge why is that like that and that was the day of this announcement where they said they're going to be able to pair like this like everybody went crazy oh snap you so you you recorded yourself live on that YouTube video we posted and it was during this announcement. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's very that interesting. Was, yeah, it was. It'd been like announced earlier that day. It actually went up as high as like ninety percent or something. So I was, I, I was at the tail end of this pump where like it wasn't as pumping. So it, it was kind of interesting. So yeah, the the community definitely responded to that. But it, it feel, I feel like Jackson Palmer doesn't have a great view of his own coin because he's definitely said some disparaging things. We've talked about this before, but I just wanted to put this quote in here. Uh, I have a lot of faith in the Dogecoin development team to keep the cryptocurrency safe and secure, but I think it says a lot about the cryptocurrency space in general that a coin with a dog on it, which hasn't released a software update in over two years, has a $1 billion market cap, and this was a little while ago, so, um, you know, he's he's even like, why is this a thing? Like, he he's definitely, like, a skeptic as far as, like, you know, the, the Moon Boy community and that kind of thing, so it's interesting to read that uh that he has a little bit of disdain for what he created almost i don't see any of that as disdain i see it as as a reality check that we could have all used at any point along the way and i think that there's nothing wrong with managing expectations you know we have to include in every single episode that we are not financial advisors and we're still not financial advisors but the fact remains like there's got to be a lot of like confusion involved when it was made as a joke and yeah it is getting out of control at times and it can be something great, but at the same time, you have to keep that reality in check because, you know, if, if people in that community are over invested because they believe too much, that can be detrimental to the community as much as owning as, and as much as these price increases. Yep. No, I agree with that. Uh, the, the real, the, the real trick of this community, and I think Doge really exemplifies this is that you need a, meeting between community and usefulness so doge is completely useless at its core like it is just like this random fork that doesn't have any real purpose other than what the community has done for it now the community has kind of made its purpose like this coin that's philanthropic in nature 
and it's made it as this like tipping coin. It's made it as like the friendly coin. The community and thus the network has really built all of the value in this coin. They have a lot of disdain f- themselves internally for like moon boys and that kind of thing. They always say one doge equals one doge. They don't care about the price. There's like a price sticker on the side of the subreddit that says one doge equals one doge. Like they, they're, they're very, uh, it's interesting because I've used that exact phrase to, to a lot of people when we talk about Bitcoin and they, they say to me, it's like, well, I'm losing all this money. I said, I'm, I remind them, no, you have the same amount of Bitcoin. Yeah. Like, your Bitcoin hasn't changed. Your your ownership, you still have the same amount of Bitcoin. Like if you decide that you're going to, or if maybe you bought it irresponsibly and that you don't, you can't afford the losses and you want to sell it, then yeah, that's that's on you. You're going to take a loss. But at the end of the day, you still own the Bitcoin. And if it's something you believe in, then you shouldn't be checking the prices. I wish there was a way that I could teach that to people without them having to get as interested in crypto as I became before I stopped doing that. And I, I know how hard it is to stop refreshing coin market cap during a, during a bull market. Like it was an endorphin rush I had never experienced in the financial world. And it was really, you know, it's been a frustrating 2018, but I, I really respect every time somebody in a position of power gives the community a reality check because it's it's a much needed thing in the community. Yeah. And you also can see what the what the community can do to create the value to create the coin and to keep it going. This coin is being kept alive by a very small dedicated community of like memers almost, right? So imagine now that one other coin gets the becomes the one that the world's community wants to keep alive. That's the interesting thing to me. But it also shows that a lot of these can be fairy dust. Like, a lot of these can be being kept alive by a nefarious community. They can be kept alive by a community that wants you to think there's value when there really isn't. So you need to be very careful. Doge definitely has, like, a dichotomy of of joke, but also dedication that is unmatched anywhere. Garlic coin kind of, like, came close a little bit, but... Doge is really Doge is very very unique. I agree, and I actually want to piggyback off that a tiny bit. A lot of times, you know, when I was exploring maybe ICOs or I was exploring, you know, maybe some research for a new project we were going to cover in a, in a different one hundred and one. When you end up in a Telegram with twenty five thousand users or whatever, you end up in a Discord community with thousands of people and tons of activity and like dozens of chats broken apart, and it can feel like you're part of a community. It can feel like you understand what's going on quite easily, but I, I need to remind people that we are in, in a technological age where we feel more connected than ever and privacy has never been more important. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I lost my train of thought a little bit, but <laughs> oh, okay. So it's easy to think that you're part of a community. It's easy to think that you are, understand the tickings of what's going on behind the scenes. Even you may even interact with developers, lead developers, important people in the project, but it's still one person. It's, it's one way that they're interacting with you, you know, through telegram discord, like you don't know what's going on and, you know, exit scams happen pretty often. Um, you know, I bet a lot of them go undetected or a lot of people just, you know, have problems occur in different ways. And we like something like Doge that has a long standing community that actually has positive contributions to the space and the, and the world for that matter. And I think that these are going to start 
developing more because, you know, the one, th- the one asset that we can't control is time. The time aspect, time has to go on before all of these things can incubate. And what we're seeing right now is that beautiful things can happen when enough people have the right intentions in the right way. Yeah. So the final thing that I will say about the history of Doge, it's kind of the future of Doge. It may be actually going to the moon. Like there is a company that raised funds via crowdfund to send a physical representation of a Dogecoin to the moon. They are a company called Astrobotic, and they are trying to be the Rust Belt's access to space, and they are going to try and send a Dogecoin via like a like so, like a robot or a satellite or something, or not satellite, a uh, robot or like a, I don't know, one of those things they crash into the moon to like learn things. We'll All see. right. What, what is the Rust Belt? Uh, the Rust Belt is like um, the states like in the middle of the U.S. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I actually thought that'd be a great name for just like Earth. They're just <laughs> like, oh, the fucking rust, all that shitty metals that they learned about eventually. Like those idiots. Uh, oh, actually, I'm saying middle, and it's not middle. It's uh, it's, it's like Midwest and stuff, gl- right? Great Lakes. Yeah, so it's like uh, steel producing cities like Ohio and Pennsylvania and stuff like that. Gotcha. Are part of it, but uh, if there's like a little picture. I'll I'll post this Wikipedia in the show notes because I said Rust Belt, so. Might as well. Basically, I guess they just don't want to be Cape Canaveral well, anymore. <laughs> uh, do we want to mention the fact that Elon Musk is, is interacting with? Oh yeah, yeah. well uh, he's not really with interacting. Jack, with I mean, Doge, maybe Elon Musk will take a take a Dogecoin to the moon. Yeah, I, maybe, maybe he can get. He, he did. So on Monday, we talked about the fact that he was releasing uh, who was going to be going on the uh, flight. It ended up the big being Falcon a, rocket. Yeah. It ended up being a Japanese billionaire, but the Japanese billionaire is going to bring artists up there with him. So it's going to be like a little troop of people going up there to the moon. Kind of interesting. But like painters? Uh, I, I think it's just, it could be anything. It could be musicians, painters, anybody who creates art that, that could go up there. So I'm fascinated. I'm always fascinated by things that Elon does. I, we, were, we were joking because he, he put the Japanese flag on Twitter. When he was alluding to this and we were discussing it, uh, and we basically knew we, we had no idea. Sat- Satoshi Nakamoto would have been a, a fantastic guest. Yeah, we, how did we not do that? I, I mean, I guess we don't. We totally yeah. blew that. We, well, we all know that Satoshi Nakamoto is not Japanese, though. We know that it's Craig Wright. So that's probably <laughs> why we missed that. Uh, I mean, that's what Craig Wright wants you to think. <laughs> it's not Craig Wright, people. Please don't. Please, no. Yeah, that was a joke. That was a little joke for all y'all out there. We're talking about a joke currency, so we made a joke about Craig Wright. Okay. All right, it's so, taking us 25 minutes to get to the rapid wait, fire wait, section. Wait, the Elon Brent. thing. We didn't say what, what? it was. So we, we mentioned we Elon and Doge. Uh, we just talked about this on the our cryptocurrency thing on Tuesday, but the Doge, basically the creator of Doge, I guess, has a script for dealing with ETH scammers on Twitter. And somebody apparently told Elon this, so, so he tagged him on Twitter and was like, hey, can you like tell me how to do it, how to stop this? Because it's getting obnoxious. And they they opened up a, a dialogue that he said, yeah, open up your DMs and I'll I'll talk to you. And apparently they had a, a little back and forth. And eight hours later, he said, Elon has a script and we agree that Jack needs to fucking stop his shit and start. No, no, their dialogue was was within the same hour. Oh, oh sorry. I thought you said it was eight hours. No, ago. yeah. No, I, I, I covered that story in the R cryptocurrency subreddit. Uh, it was. Elon tagged him, and then eight hours later, 
uh, Jackson responded. And then within that same hour, because the way the screenshot was, it lists hours ago. Within that same hour, it was like, update, Elon has this and we've done all this. So it was like Elon like responded back instantaneously and they like had this full conversation. Like it seemed like a priority. Yeah, well, that's good that we need to deal with the Twitter scammers. And it makes perfect sense to me that somebody who who backs who, who created a coin that ended up being like the nice coin of the Internet wants to deal with the scammers, has a way to deal with the scammers. And I really hope that uh, Twitter takes, you know, does something about this because I'm throwing a Hail Mary out there. Uh, I bet Elon launches an ICO. I, he might. I mean, he's going to need to find way, He's always got to find new and innovative ways to raise money for like his businesses because they're always operating damn near the red. So or in the red, damn near broke. So like he's and I feel like that it seems genius, right? Like, what is that going to do to Bitcoin? I don't know. Who knows? It, 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 Elon will break the Internet if he decides to launch a coin of some kind. So so that's that. The signs are there, man. I'm, I'm seeing it. We'll see. We'll see. Also, I, I really if anybody has any way to get in contact with uh, with Jackson Palmer, it sounds like he kind of shares a lot of our uh, our thoughts on the space as a whole, where he talks a lot about some of the bad things rather than just being like, you know, moon boys, like here's all the good things about crypto and gives people caution. So, Hey, if you know him and you can get us in contact, reach out, we'd love to have him on the show. Obviously he doesn't have to pay. Come on aboard. All right. Now we can go to the rapid fire section after our 30 minutes of talking about the history of dude. <laughs> all right, Brent rapid fire question. Number one coin token or platform. It is a coin. That's is it. it decentralized? Yes. Is it mined or staked? It is mined. You can mine Dogecoin. Is there mainnet live? <laughs> yeah, they've been around since 2013, man. They got a real mainnet. All right, Brent. Our favorite question in the rapid fire, does it sound cool? Okay, so you'll notice which one I checked off. I didn't want to check this off because obviously like the idea of a pure joke coin really doesn't set well. Even though we're jokers, and I am not serious a lot. The idea of an entire coin that's a joke didn't set well with me. I thought Doge was dumb. But in the end, we talk about the branding in this section. And it's got to have the best branding of any coin. Like, there's an entire dialect. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, everybody hold your phone. Finally, it took however many one-on-one episodes (laughs) before Brent and I agreed on this question. I am in total agreement. They did an excellent job. It might have been... A unfamiliar idea at first, and it might have seemed like a really dumb idea, but clearly it works. And it, who am I to say what is and isn't going to work? I I think this is great. Yeah, they're, they've one hundred percent. Everything is based on the branding of that coin and making like all of that. What that coin does is based on that little picture. So they have created the best branding I have ever seen. The most cohesive, and they don't ever need to do a brand expansion or. A rebranding, Doge is Doge. Doge will always be one Doge and, uh, you know, got respect. What if they have puppies? I mean, I don't know. Then they have little Dogelets. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe their side side change will become will be called Doge. Mini Shiba Inus. All right. All right. Rapid fire complete here. Let's move on to the features and structures. Brent, let's get down to the nitty gritty a little bit. How does this work? This is kind of actually hard for me to figure out, believe it or not. They don't. Every other coin like puts forward like how they work, why they work, their white paper. There's no white paper for for Dogecoin. Doesn't exist. There, there, there's just some guy like he's like ah, this is Doge, this is it? You know, uh, they're they were based off of Lucky Coin, which was based off of Litecoin, which of course is based off of Bitcoin. But 
they uh, they use a proof of work that's based on script. Now, we talked about script when we talked about Litecoin. Basically, it's the ASIC-resistant uh, mining algorithm. You know, it, it's not the same as SHA-256 like Bitcoin. Real quick, I don't understand why a very out-of-date coin has ASIC resistance and others do not. Well, others don't want ASIC resistance because they want the ASICs to be targeted towards their network to secure it. So if you decide you want to you you want to get rid of the ASIC resistance, then you now it, it's actually not completely ASIC resistant anymore. I think because uh, I know that Script was kind of they they did start having Litecoin ASIC miners. I don't know if uh, well it hasn't been updated in three years, so obviously it can't have forked past that or anything. So probably you can use ASICs, but it was originally intended to be ASIC resistant. Fair. We are not. Coders, we are not developers. Uh, we don't know most of the technical stuff of crypto. We're just a couple guys that like to laugh yes. and learn. So yeah, yeah. So we we know what people will say about the. You know, we 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 know what people will say about this, but uh, we don't know. We try to do our best at understanding the technical aspects, but we don't always get it right. So I wrote in here in the outline one billion Dogecoins. I'm an idiot. Uh, uh, and I put like a dollar sign in front of it. I don't know what I was doing here. I, I, I did. Uh, it is 100 billion. It was the original hard cap of Dogecoin, but it was very quickly uh, later changed to infinite Doge. So there is no hard cap of Doge. Um, it has a 5 billion uh, Doge per year inflation approximately. So there is never going to be a hard cap. It's going that way. Like we said, there hasn't been an update in, in three years. There's one commit on the on the GitHub in January, but for the most part, nobody's touched it. And I, I asked the community about that. I was like, look, so there's been nothing like there's no forks. There's no anything. And what they said is if it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it. We don't have any of the problems that Bitcoin or Litecoin have because we're not in the, you know, I, I assume cause they're not like in the forefront of everybody's portfolio. So they don't have the infighting. They don't have the uh, po- politics behind the scenes. They're all kind of like, going in the same direction the block time is one minute the transaction is one doge which is like around one penny and um everything's super fast so they they're totally cool with what they have they don't have any interest in changing it uh they're not updating it just to update it they're not putting on any smart contracts or anything like that they're just like nah we got one doge one doge man we're good so um it's used for tipping and uh, across platforms I assume you probably can use it on some point of sale somewhere, but for the most part, they're just kind of like chilling, using it as a community coin. Not a whole lot different than your, you know, your WoW Gold or something like that. It's just a very a niche group of people that can actually sell these for some value because of what they've created. So, real quick, I'm going to stop you for a second. Um, one of the things I remember learning about Doge that I found particularly interesting was that they had physical coins that had something. Some way of like scanning it or something. Did you come across that at all? They probably have physical coins that work as like a as like a paper wallet almost. I mean, I know Bitcoin had that too, so they probably have coins with the private keys on them where you can use them or whatever. Uh, I mean, I've I also saw like Doge bills that they had. They had uh, I think one K Doge bills uh, in that were printed that looked kind of like euros and they they looked really cool. I mean, Litecoin has that too. A lot, a lot of different cryptos have like a paper wallet that looks like money. That's kind of cool, but I don't think it hasn't really caught on too much anywhere. Uh, the other thing I'll say is I wasn't really sure 
Oh, actually, whatever. The governance is the next section. I'm just going to go start talking about it. I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anything about how the governance worked. And I just was like, I'm going to assume it works just like Bitcoin. And it does. So if you want to know a lot about the Bitcoin governance, go ahead and check out our Bitcoin 101. Although that's kind of old now. But uh, we do kind of talk about how the governance works. But the the end result is the community either can... uh, can create their own forks just like Bitcoin could. Like if they wanted to be, you know, Dogecoin Cash, they could do that. If they wanted to, you know, do whatever, they could fork. And then if the majority of the network continues to mine uh, the old one, there that's Doge. And if they mine the new one, then that's Doge. And then uh, I'm sure if Dogecoin Cash was released, they'd start arguing that they were the real Dogecoin, and uh, they would maybe they would use like a different dog for their picture or something, or like a better looking picture of the dog. I don't know. But yeah, the, the governance is just that. Again, not a lot of like infighting, not a lot of like uh, political machinations going on behind the scenes because they all kind of seem like they're on the same page. A microcosm for like these, we've talked about the ability to like in the future go to a country where all where your political ideals are pretty much aligned with what the country was created with, and it'll be interesting to see what a group of like minded individuals can create, and that's what kind of has happened here. I mean, yeah, we've talked about all the time how the internet has allowed so many individuals to connect on a personal level and create an experience that seems a lot more personal than it probably really is. You know, I think that we're going to see a lot of these situations play out in both a positive and negative outcome, but you know, I'll be the first to admit, like, I think Doge is something the crypto community should be very proud of. And I think that it's very, uh, very worthwhile to see, you know, some of the charitable contributions and the, the way that it, you know, it, it feels a little idealistic at times to say, Let's all do it. Let's all hold hands in harmony and do things the right way. But at the end of the day, a lot of that's not that hard. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be times where it is difficult. Don't get me wrong. But for the most part, if you if you get enough people that are like minded together, I think interesting innovation is going to happen. Yeah, we've seen that. I mean, in in very small circles, like you'll you'll know that like you have an idea of what somebody who's working in Silicon Valley looks like. Without actually being there, you have that thought in your head of like the people from, um, you know, the the show on HBO, or uh, just like the idea of like you know somebody who's coding all day and they've got their headphones on, they're going crazy, and you know they're they're you kind of have an idea of what their overall political leanings are going to be for the most part. Like, so we have microcosms like that that have actually accomplished quite a bit in our in our society. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that happens going forward. And this is definitely a an example of like-minded individuals accomplishing something. All right. So we packed a lot in there, a lot of stories, a lot of entertaining stuff, uh, a lot of positive information, but let's, let's kind of summarize it again. We're going to, we're going to hammer down the pros and the cons section. All right. I'm going to, you want to start? I'm going to just start with the cons. Cause I'm not really going to harp on any of the cons of Doge. I'm going to just harp on the one, uh, the two, sorry, really. One is it was hard for me to find the information uh, for just this podcast. So if you were an investor, quote unquote, that wanted to like look at what was going on with Doge, you would be stuck with kind of what the community was doing. And it's a lot harder to find the information about how the coin actually works itself. Eventually it was done. But I would say this is the hardest coin I had to research because especially as old as it is, there just wasn't that much technical information out there. That's not part of what they want. They don't want to they don't care if you know how their blocks are mined. Um, and then it's just a joke. It is a joke. It's literally a joke. So it's not a coin I'll ever own because I, I don't know, I guess I take my crypto seriously, but the, it, it's not like if we're talking about investments or, or whatever, like it's not a coin that like you kind of want to invest in. In fact, 
the one member of their community that responded to me on Reddit was like, don't talk about it as an investment. No cryptos are investments. They're all gambling. I don't, com- I don't completely agree that no cryptos are investments, but I do agree that short-term looks on crypto can be very closely related to gambling where you may be at an expected loss. You may be at an expected win. You have no idea, but the, it, like the short-term price fluctuations are very hard to predict. But, um, you know, I, I just can't ever see myself owning any of this. I'm not particularly a charitable person on top of like, like if I'm picking a community that represents my microcosm this probably isn't it. Like I, I don't do a lot of, uh, philanthropic things in my life and that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, the fact that it's a joke just has to be taken as a con. I'm not going to talk about any of the cons about like their proof of work algorithm or like anything like that. That's it. That's the only cons I'm going to talk about with Doge because it's the only thing that matters from the community perspective, because all the other cons, they would just, they don't care. They don't care that they're cons and they're not going to affect their community or their, uh, or what they want going forward. I, I've had a long-standing opinion that all sorts of industry disruptors always have to take hard stances. And like, I have, I have no issue with some hard stances in this space. Yeah. All right. And as far as the pros, the, the transaction fees are ridiculously low. It costs one doge, which is like literally a penny to send any amount of money. Um, it's completely community driven. The, the fact that the community has created this is extremely awesome. Uh, it's really cool to see they their community loves the charities they did all those charities we mentioned the uh the bobsled team the other athlete doge for kids doge for water uh the bug nets to fight malaria the milk the socks the second doge car the first doge car like all of that is really cool to see a community get together and kind of create uh out of just like their network effect and their uh ability to be a community to create that value very cool. Something I want to correct you on, um, well, not correct you, but something I want to comment on that you said in a previous section. You said that you would not invest in Doge or you would not own any Doge. And I, and I think that that, I don't, I feel like the community doesn't want anybody to invest. I feel like they would much prefer the community be formed through the miners and through the tipping. And, uh, I think that it would be, illogical to say that you would never own any because it's very it's very possible that you could participate in a subtle way in the community that you know could earn you a couple you know bits of reward etc and i think that but like becoming a member through like kind of being knighted in almost and i feel like that gives it an entirely different vibe and feel and like it it when you earn the coins rather than buying them like they do have no value one doge will only equal one doge and i think that you know trying to focus on the price is like obviously it's it's not something we preach on for this podcast but i think it just provides a very interesting dynamic yeah what what i mean by um, i don't think i'd ever own it or slash invest in it and and again the term is not necessarily going to apply to doge but I, when I think about the crypto space in the future, I think about like on-chain governance. Uh, I think about like, uh, you know, complete decentralization, complete mass adoption. Doge will never be, because of the jokey status, jo- Doge is never going to be the coin that the world uses. Um, you know, the, the world will make jokes. They'll, they'll use memes, but like in the end, they're going to choose one of the other coins if there's going to be a, a na- international currency that, the internet uses it, it won't it won't be doge i can be fairly certain about that so uh, that's what i mean by I, I probably won't own it because when i'm owning coins i'm trying to kind of catch i, I want to know i want to own what the future is going to be so uh 
to wrap it up, the the last couple cons, Doge is super fast, um, and it's pr- its price is relatively stable compared to a lot of the other coins. I mean, they had they had like you know a couple of uh, interest. They, they went they skyrocketed with you know the rest of the cryptocurrency space, but they they do have a relatively stable price for the rest for most of their life compared to the other uh, volatile indexes. Maybe not as stable as Bitcoin, but probably. Um, you know that's. That's the that kind of wraps up the pros and cons. All right, all right. So uh, I told a story earlier about two places where I've interacted with Doge. That was in Bitrex and Cryptopia. But where else can you buy it? Uh, I mean, you can buy it everywhere. All the different, um, all the different exchanches, Binance, everything. It, it, it's on. It's even on um, one of the. I think Abra. Like one of the like fiat onboarding ramps that has very limited coins. I'm pretty sure it's on um, Robinhood. Oh yeah, Robin Hood. You can buy Doge. That's right. And you, there's there's this image that Mike showed me right before we we got on this episode of like the pattern looked kind of like the dog. The the charts were formed and they put a picture of the dog in his ears where where the two the two peaks were and it was it made me laugh out loud. Yes, so that was pretty hilarious. So um and yeah so anyway doge is pretty much available almost anywhere you can you can get doge any way you want so out of curiosity if you would have asked me you know blindly to name every community coin that i could off the top of my head i would have probably gotten to doge and stopped <laughs> um are there other community coins that you feel like should be in the same category or were there any like before or after your research that you thought were comparable so garlic coin is the easiest direct competitor like garlic coin is another one of these ones that like was kind of created as a meme on reddit and you know like they were talking about like garlic bread and like all this stuff and and it kind of came out of nowhere so garlic coin is the only one that i've ever come across in my travels as being like an actual like meme like community driven coin well, take the meme part of it out. Like, well, almost every coin is community driven at that point, right? Like the, you know, the, yeah, they're all kind of functioning on hype until they get adopted. But, okay, so then I guess what? Then more specifically, what are the things that Doge does differently than most other coins? It it kind of embraces the joke. Like it it uh, it it's not interested in all in speculation and in investment and in any of that stuff. It's not interested in becoming the the dominant world currency. It's interested in being Dogecoin. <laughs> so, like, they, you know, Garlic Coin is the same way. I picked a couple of other competitors. Verge, because it's a uh, fork of Doge originally. It was a fork of Doge with privacy involved and, you know, they're whatever. And uh, and Acoin, which is the coin that was created by Acon. I feel like that's got to be... <laughs> that can't be real, right? Oh, yeah. Acon has Acoin. <laughs> it's a thing. Acon and Young Jeezy in the club with Acoin. If I could auto tune this, it would be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, but that's you know, I'm sure there are other competitors that I'm not thinking of, but those are the ones that I kind of picked up on. All right, Brent, let's let's you know put the facts aside for a second. Your personal future outlook for Doge. I don't see Doge going anywhere, but it's going to be interesting if one day there's like a argument that the coin needs to be like forked into a better meme. Or, for instance, if that UK thing where they're trying to like copyright memes goes and, and Doge has to like fork off into its own thing that's created. But like what if like what if the Shiba Inu becomes like 
not as popular. What if they like, what if all of a sudden everybody wants to see a Pomeranian coin? There's going to be an interesting, an interesting infighting someday. It's not going to be about the politics. It's not going to be about the way in which the coin needs to position itself in the crypto markets or the technology behind it. There's going to be an argument as to whether the meme needs to still exist or if it needs to be replaced by another meme. And I don't, I don't know if the Shiba is going to win out, Mike. I don't know. We'll see when that – it's not two years. It's not four years. I'm going to predict in 2022 that Dogecoin may either not be called Dogecoin or may have forked into a different unbeknownst meme to us or done possibly a fork merge like Z Classic and Bitcoin did into Bitcoin shit, which was Bitcoin private. Maybe Garlicoin and Doge come together and make – like garlic dog. Garlic dog coming to a hot dog vendor near you. It's just basically a dog that likes to eat everything and talk funny, but has really bad breath. All right. Not a bad personal future outlook. I respect it. Uh, I went into this recording somewhat limited. Uh, you know, we like to do the, the host and research role. And that's kind of like one of our ping pong ways back and forth to communicate. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I've been looking for a way to connect this thought in my head and I've, and I've said it on the podcast quite a few times, but I feel like there's going to be a point where certain coins feel like more of a religion than a, than a currency or, or than a, you know, group. And it would be really interesting to see like, like patronage and just presence in a weird way, like can bring a group of people together. And, you know, now that we're able to have like digital, you know, group chats, like what, what does that mean to, to humans? How do we use that to our advantage long term? I see like these really click type communities just growing. I really do. I think that, you know, it's like going to a church you've never been to. Like they're happy to embrace you. They're happy to, you know, serve the punch to you. Like, <laughs> you know, hopefully it's not, you know, full of rat poison, but it, maybe it will be at some point, like not necessarily this community, but other communities. It's really going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Uh, I just hope people don't end up dead on a mountain or something. <laughs> De- dead on a mountain. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of definite Kool-Aid out there. Uh, we, I mean, we see coins like, like Tron that are just like worshiping like their, their, um, their hero and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, there's a movie called the sacrament. If you want to learn about cults and the, it's not a documentary. It was just like a, a, an actual, it was just a movie, but it was really good called the sacrament that they kind of draw some parallels, parallels to the Jonestown, um, you know, massacre. I'm not massacre, but mass suicide. So anyway, that little off topic, but, All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the Crypto Basic Podcast 101 on Doge. Any parting words, Brent? Much info. That's going to do it for us. Wow. Go now. Peace. The members of the Crypto Basic Podcast are not financial advisors. They are idiots. Brent has to pee, so he's going to go do that now. Earn your Doge, tip your Doge. Much wow. Much subscribe. Much rating. Ah, yes. Please join our Discord, like us on YouTube, subscribe to our podcast anywhere that you listen to them, CryptoBasicPodcast.com. Very well. Wow.